0: Welcome to the Rethinking Church podcast, where we rethink some of the things we've assumed about ministry and leadership in the church. In today's episode, I want to talk about two principles and two commitments that can shape the way we respond when we feel like we have limited resources available to us. Now, in church, especially in smaller churches, churches under two, three hundred, we have a tendency to feel under resourced we feel like we don't have enough people we feel like we don't have enough money we feel like we don't have enough building we don't feel we feel like we have uh, too few people it always feels like there's not enough and they can have this sense that if only we had a little more then we could do that if only we had a little more experience then then we could do that. If we if we only had a little more people then we could put it on an event like that or or if maybe if we only had a little more money or expertise then we could have a podcast or we could have a, an online presence or or we could do social media at another level. And we we look at what churches are are doing today. We look at things that are reaching people and making a difference and we feel like Maybe if we had a little more, we feel like we, we don't have enough. And I hear this so often, but the question that really comes to mind when I hear this reason or excuse, that's what it really is. Let's just be honest. It's an excuse feeling like we don't have enough time or volunteers or people or space or money is an excuse that is holding us back from doing what God's asking us to do. But the the real issue is not having enough. The real issue I think is what we're doing with what we already have. Now, if you were to sit down with a a young couple who were both working and, and they were in financial trouble because they had been spending more than they were making, you would start by helping them to be intentional about a budget, intentional about the ways that they are spending their money because you would be able to see how much is being wasted, how much, How much money is being wasted and i and i look at churches today and i'm convinced that many of us are wasting our resources we're wasting time we're wasting energy we're wasting volunteers we're wasting people and space and and money at at a ridiculous rate we we budget so poorly in in a lot of churches we we really just kind of look at what we spent last year to see if we can spend that again on the same things. We don't take the time to evaluate a budget based on mission and our priorities and our initiatives and what we actually want to accomplish in the next year. And we end up wasting money on things that don't move us forward, that don't help us to accomplish our goals, that don't help us to be the church on mission in the community. We waste volunteers and people on ministries that aren't effective anymore listen, every ministry has a life cycle. There are things that the church did a hundred years ago that that work and are continue to be fruitful, but there are a lot of them that just need to be stopped. There are things that worked 10 years ago, 15 years ago that don't work anymore. And we need to be able to stop doing things that don't move us forward. We need to stop the activities and the events and the, the groups and the and, and trying to open a thousand doors and hoping that a few people might walk in. You see, it's it's a lot of sideways energy. It, it's movement, it's activity, it's stuff happening, but it's not moving us down the field. It is not moving the kingdom forward. It's not accomplishing the mission. It is not in our vision or on point with what we feel called to do. And so when we, we feel called to something, when an opportunity comes up, we don't have the resources. We don't have the money. We don't have the people or the volunteers. And so we're stuck in these weird kind of cycles of wasting time and energy. Now there are a couple of principles that have freed up and freed us from thinking this way. As we, as we rethought whether or not we had enough, the first thing that we realized, the first principle that we're convinced of is this. God has given us everything we need to do everything he's asking us to do right now. He's given us everything we need to do what he's asking us to do right now. Maybe what he's asking you to do is learn a new skill or recruit some new volunteers or to build some new teams, but you have what you need right now to take the first steps toward whatever he's asking you to do. And the second principle is this. Love is in the details. Love is in the details. Sometimes we have, have heard the saying, the devil is in the details. And, and we tend to get bogged down and frustrated with details. A lot of lead pastors kind of, kind of imagine themselves as visionaries, as those who come up with ideas and, and have big dreams, but they don't want to get bogged down in the details small churches churches under two or three hundred we are known we are known for neglecting the details we are known for for doing things halfway for going the easiest route and just kind of doing good enough work and we don't pay attention to the details we it's not uncommon to to walk into small churches with stains on the carpet that have been ignored not because so much happened over the weekend that we just haven't been able to get to it yet. It's more that it's been there for years and we don't notice it anymore. We're known for light bulbs that are out halfway done security curriculum. That's unprepared music. That's unprepared. We are known not for taking care of what God has entrusted to us and paying attention to the details as an act of love. We're known for ignoring the details, but really love is in the details. A great example is to think about a date with your spouse, and not a generic date. If you really wanted to show your spouse how much you love them, you would you would pick out their favorite food, their favorite restaurant. You would choose to wear uh, the outfit that you know they love. When you wear. You're gonna you're gonna think about what they want to do and how they're gonna want to spend the evening, and, and you're gonna plan out all the details of the evening. If you have kids, you're gonna plan ahead of time for how the kids will be taken care of and who's gonna provide and make sure that they have what they need. You're gonna you're gonna think about all the details as a way of loving your spouse, churches. Churches need to recognize that love is in the details. When when your lawn is mowed and your outside of your building is taken care of, when the glass is clean and somebody opens the door, these things communicate attention to those details. They communicate that you care enough about your people and the guests coming in to clean that glass, to open that door, to make sure that that coffee is hot and good and that they have everything they need before they ever think about it. Love is in the details in your children's ministry when when your kids are safe and they learn and they grow and you see the opportunity to develop over time. These things demonstrate a love for the people around us. And so we got to recognize we have what we need and that we need to pay attention to the details because that's really where love is. These are the, the two principles that help us when we begin to feel limited. And then we go with two commitments. Two commitments that allow us to set ourselves free from the excuses and the lie that we don't have enough. The first commitment is to be intentional, to be intentional. We only do the things that we are confident God is asking us to do that will move us toward the vision that that he has asked us to accomplish, that it will move us in the mission of what he has put us here to do. And so we evaluate our budget. We evaluate our ministries. We evaluate our events. We evaluate our services and we don't waste time or money or volunteers or energy on things that don't accomplish what God is asking us to accomplish. There are lots of things that the church could do. Lots of things that we can spend money on. Lots of teams lots of teams and ministries that we could build, but not all of them are right for your church. Not all of them are right for my church and I have to be intentional. We have to be intentional in what we're doing. We need to think about it and decide what we're going to do and why we're going to do it and only do those things that move us forward. Don't waste time on lots of sideways energy, lots of busy work, lots of things that maybe even make us feel good, but don't accomplish the mission of the church set out in scripture to make disciples and to multiply churches this is our mission. This is our call. And we don't have time to, to be lackadaisical. We don't have time to be unintentional. We don't have time to do things that waste our energy and our efforts and our skill and our gifts. And if you waste your volunteers time, if you waste your volunteers energy, then it won't be long before you really don't have enough volunteers or people or resources to do the things that God is asking you to do. Now, as a part of this the second commitment is to be excellent to be excellent remember love is in the details and so you want to be excellent that doesn't mean be perfect but be continually improving and do the things that you can do with excellence when we first started hydrant church we didn't have a youth ministry we had a couple of teenagers who were a part of the church but not very many and we could have invested time and energy and thought and and, and volunteers into trying to create something that that we really weren't ready to do yet. We couldn't do with excellence. And so we had to rethink youth ministry. And, and my wife and I started having those few teens over to our house on a regular basis and and just shared life and taught them faith and walked with them until the time came that we were ready to invest and build a youth ministry that we could do with excellence. Do what you can with excellence, and if you can't do it with excellence, maybe it's not the right time to be doing it at all. Find a way to focus on what's most important. Do the things that only your church can do, and do them with excellence. So our two principles, love is in the details, and God has given us what we need to do what he's asking us to do. And our two commitments, be intentional and be excellent. When we put these four things together, we're able to move past the excuses and the lies that we don't have enough. We don't have enough resources or time or volunteer people, space or money. Listen, in the small church, well in any church, we're never going to have enough of those things. We have to find a way to do the most important things, do the things that God is calling us to do, do the things that he has envisioned in our hearts and in our minds is most important for our church to do and realize that we don't have to do it all. We don't have to do the things that we've always done. We can rethink church. We can rethink ministry. We can rethink our church so that we are more effectively, more passionately, more excellently, and with more love doing the things that God is asking us to do. want to thank you for joining us on the podcast this week. We're excited and thankful that you joined us and we look forward to being able to connect and serve you more and more. Now, if you want to continue to listen to these, you can find us on your favorite podcast app. You can find videos to share of these podcasts on our YouTube channel. We look forward to seeing what God does in you and in your church as you rethink church.